Blog Talk Radio. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky.
fear warfare. And Jesus Christ is looking for warriors that are willing to fight. We need to leverage our political power and our political interests in both parties. We have the opportunity to talk about how our values work because when they're put in place, when we govern according to those values, they work. If anybody is going to take on Mr. Barack Obama, it's going to be black conservatives. When you push in abortion upon a population, you ask yourself, who's pushing it? Democrats cannot win without the black vote. The Jesse Jackson era is over. Conservatism is neither white nor black. It's what's right. It's what's good. Our community is everyone. This is a kingdom of God movement. When I was in inner city, pastoring... What I saw was the Democratic Party making the inner city at that time a social wasteland. Maybe it's you who needs to decide that you want something different and stop waiting for a politician to hand that to you. We are serious about the mission that we have for the Frederick Douglass Foundation, and we stand on three basic pillars. And we don't apologize for it, but we are devoted Christians, first and foremost. We are proud black Americans. And active Republicans. There are two issues that are facing our nation today that we don't uh, allow anybody, if they want to get our support, you are pro-life and you believe marriage is composed of one man and one woman at one time. We may not be the organization for you, and that's okay. We're not changing who we are. <laughs> they won't mention that the vice chair, when I tell a lot of people this, even, even Republicans, they say, wow, we didn't know that. They didn't know that the vice chair of the North Carolina Republican Party is a black man named Dr. Timothy Johnson. Timothy Johnson is also the national cha chairman and founder of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. They don't mention that the KKK was a terrorist arm of the Democratic Party. They just talk about what they did to blacks, but they failed to mention, they forget that one little detail. And, they, and another thing they won't tell you is that from 1929 to 1974, North Carolina had a Jennings board. And they passed the Sterilization Act, which they forcibly sterilized 7,600 people, some of them as young as eight years old. KRP Radio Show. We are back on the air, folks. Um, a lot of people are getting a delayed feed. I don't know if you got the first 14 minutes of the show. If you're listening probably in North Carolina, you're just joining in with us. So shout out to all my people out there online and in North Carolina who are just joining with us. This week we're broadcasting live in sunny L.A. So shout out to all my folks out there at WMMG 530 on your radio dial. You should be able to get us 
all the way from 530 through 1600. But shout out to all my people out there in Los Angeles who are listening to the show and my North Carolina people who are just joining the show. We got to win today, baby. The Panthers, we won. We doing good. It's, this is the start of something fresh. Shout out to my man Cam Newton who really held it down. And shout out to all you guys who listen to the show. You are B.I.G. in my book. Um, early on in the show, like, like I was telling folks, the topic of this show is uh, Inside the Mind of a Black Leader Today and Yesterday. Um, what we're going to do, it's, it's a little bit of a different show. In, uh, in just a few minutes, one, th- one tradition that we're going to keep on, we're going to bring Charlotte on here and let her from StretchingYourBudget.com and let her tell you guys how to save a little bit of money, how to live a little more frugally. And, you know, she's going to give you some good information as usual. Charlotte is a favorite on the show right now. She gets a, a lot of email from folks just saying thank you. And uh, what we try to do is direct her to direct them to her website, which is uh, stretchingyourbudget.com. So make sure you guys check that out, man, stretchingyourbudget.com. Make sure you like the page, join the page. She's got quite a movement going on there, and Charlotte also has great information for you guys who like to save money, and I think that's everybody. But um, like I was saying before, before we bring Charlotte on, I just want to let the folks know who are just, you know, just joining on to the show, what the topic of the show is. We hope to have... Uh, a gentleman who was very instrumental, who was a part of the civil rights movement with Martin Luther King Jr. And, uh, you know, this man is going to really break down what, what what it was like behind closed doors, what what went on in their minds as things were transitioning, as things were happening. And, uh, you know, just kind of give you a little bit of an inside, which is also what myself and my co-host are going to do just a little bit later. Probably in about at the 8.30 minute, right after the sports, we're going to bring them on, and my co-hosts are going to let you guys know what happens in the mind of, of a black leader today. And we'll also talk about the folks of yesterday. Um, you know, like I was explaining to, you know, the folks earlier in the show, in in the opening statement of the show, is that I, I don't consider myself a self-proclaimed black leader um, by any man's terms. But uh, one thing for sure is is that I know I'm from a walk of life that a lot of people find uh, uh, quite interesting. You know, um, folks, you know, they don't quite understand the odds and the ends of the black community. So I'm the one I feel like I can be one who can who can talk to anybody from, you know, a school age kid who's just trying to make it to a doctor or a lawyer or a politician or, you know, the president. I feel like I can talk to anyone about these issues. I definitely try to keep them relevant in, in my life so I can really talk the truth into these issues. Whether you agree with me or not, you know, I just want to get folks' mind gyrating and so they can start, you know, talking about things other than what they see in the media every day because there's always two sides to every story. There's always more news to report. There's always more to educate yourself about. If not, there wouldn't be a college, a master, a doctorate degree. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely for more, the more education you can get to learn about more things that are going on in politics and, and just things that's personal in your neighborhood. So, you know, when I bring on Sonny, um, Sonny Johnson, actor, activist, tea, tea Party supporter, movie star, you name it, she does it. Very, a very inspiring woman. And I'm going to bring on Kevin Daines, you know, president of the North Carolina Frederick Douglass Foundation and also a, a public speaker, a uh, motivational speaker in his own right. So I'll bring these people on and we're going to really talk about things that we have inside, things that we bottle up, things that are on our sleeves, things that we have to go through you know, some of the stance that we take are quite controversial, even with our own family, even with our spouse. You know, folks that we're in relationships with, I'm pretty sure it's quite controversial because, you know, you can't make somebody believe what you believe or, or understand how you understand. But, you know, when it's when it's so important, 
we try to get these things out to people, we become really passionate. And when we take a stance on something, a lot of times folks look at us like we're crazy. But anyway, I'll get back to that here after the 830 hour. Um, right now we're going to go to Charlotte for stretching your budget. Charlotte, how are you, love? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely beautiful, as usual. No complaints here. Awesome. Panthers got Panthers got a win today. Woohoo, the Panthers. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I like that woohoo too. If I can get some crowd noise in here, we'd be good. But you know, the producer's slacking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what you got for us? Got to work on that. Yeah, they got, they got. You guys got to work on that, man. So, uh, yeah. what you got for us today, Charlotte? Well, I saw um, one of the things we're kind of focusing on, on on the website is Christmas shopping. I know it's around the corner, and that seems really crazy to talk about before Halloween. Um, but it's something that. You know, if you want to save money, you want to start ahead. So I'm going to talk about how to save money while shopping online. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Well, that sounds like a plan to me. I'm ready. You got the floor, Charlotte. Let us know. Okay. Um, I don't know if many people shop online. I know it's a thing that some people are kind of leery of, um, you know, putting your personal and, and financial information out there on online and trying to shop online. Um, but from personal experience, I can say that um, nine times out of ten, everything that you do is secure. So one of the number one things that you want to check when you're shopping online is is that website secure. You can usually find that on the um, bottom, you know, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. You should be able to see the, a little lock box or um, something that says this website is secure. So that's the number one thing that you want to check out before you shop online um, anywhere. Um, and then I'm going to kind of talk about a couple of websites that are my favorites that I trust um, that are all secure um, so that you can make sure that your online shopping experience is a positive one. Um, you definitely don't want anybody getting taken advantage of. So. Um, shopping online is something that's really up and coming. It's, it's been around for a while but there are so many different websites um, out there now that are offering discounts. Um, you know, we've talked in the past about the Daily Deal site. That's another great way to save. Um, but one of the things that I want to focus on tonight is um, shopping online and using it to your advantage. So when I shop online, one of the number one things that I do is try to shop through um, a website like uh, shopathome.com or ebates.com. Those are cash back websites. And it almost sounds too good to be true, but again, I speak from personal experience using both of these sites. They're both safe and there's no, um, you know, gimme, there's no any kind of thing like that. So basically, all shopathome.com is and ebates.com, those are both cash back websites. So you know how. Um, a lot of people use credit cards to try to get that cash back the point. Um, well, in in frugal terms, I don't like for people to use credit cards. I know sometimes that they're a necessity for emergencies and stuff. But we try to live on cash and um, you know, keep within our means. So the one thing that I love about these two sites is that it does not require a credit card, debit card, no payment information goes into these sites. Basically, all you do is log into your account. They're free to sign up. Nothing to cost you, no charge to you or anything. So you sign up in your account, and then you t uh, type in the search bar what store you're trying to, 
to look up. So, for example, um, let's say that I was going to shop at thechildrensplace.com um, for my kids' clothes. So all you do in the search bar after you signed up for your account is type in the children's place. It will pop up in the drop-down box. You just select that. And then it will take you to a page that says the children's place coupon page. And then all you need to do is hit shop now. All And then shop at home or Ebates will take you directly to that company's website. So all this is is kind of like a middleman. And so once you've logged into your account and then it will take you directly to your page, you'll shop at that website as usual. The benefit of this is that they give you a percentage of your purchase in cash back. So what I mean by that is um, let's say Children's Place has 3% cash back. So the total amount of your purchase, they will deposit 3% of your purchase into your cash back account at Shop at Home or eBay. And once your account reaches $20, they will mail you a check. So you're getting paid for doing something that you do online already, which is shop. So this is a, a key um, ingredient to saving money because it doesn't require a coupon code or you doing a lot of research. All you do is just sign in and click through that page. So it's super simple. It takes no extra effort other than going to one other page before that one. Um, so I really recommend this. Um, they do double cash back very often, so you can really increase your savings by doing, um, you know, during the double cash back events. You'll see on our website, stretchingyourbudget.com, I will start posting a lot of deals for Christmas ideas, and it will use the Shop at Home. Shop at Home is my favorite, um, absolute favorite. They have the best customer service and the quality of the site, and I find that the cash back percentages are a little bit more. So you'll see when I give you a deal, it'll say cash back shop at home. You'll know what I'm saying. Um, but this is just one of the, the main ways to really maximize your savings is by getting cash back deals. So that's one way that I would really um, encourage you to shop online with. Almost every single website that you could think of that you would want to shop with online is um, available through these cash back sites. Um, so you have no issues with that. Another way to save is through Amazon. I'm a huge Amazon fan. Um, I can always get good deals, and you can sign up for things to help with your savings. They have, um, if you're a student or you have a child that's a student, you can sign up for something that's called Amazon um, Prime Student. Basically, that gives you free two-day shipping on anything that's deemed um, Amazon Prime, or it's called Prime Eligible. And you can also get certain savings just for um, being a student. But that free two-day shipping is awesome. I love it. And another thing you can do if you're a mom, grandparent, caretaker of a child, anything, you can sign up for Amazon Mom. And this is probably a whole other segment, segment, but I won't get into it. But you can really maximize your savings when buying things for children, diapers, um, white clothes, things like that. And they also offer the free two-day shipping. So especially um, online, that's one of the things that I really dislike uh, with shopping online is paying shipping. So anytime that you can get free shipping um, is really important because you're kind of defeating the purpose of getting your extreme savings if you've got to pay $10 in shipping. 
Um, so I really look for ways to try to get out of shipping. Um, and looking at websites as well, retail.com, um, excuse me, retailmenot.com, Coupon Cabin, those all have coupon codes that are available for different stores that you would be shopping at. So anytime I shop online, I look for a coupon code to help increase my savings. So as you know, I don't do anything without couponing. So um, there's tons of coupons out there. So you just need to do a little research before you want to do your shopping. But those are some key ways to save and maximize your um, savings. That's basically all I have for you on shopping online. I could talk on it forever and ever, I'm sure. So. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I do a lot of online shopping, as, as much as possible anyway. Yes, it saves you time fighting lines in the store. Um, it's just so much easier, and you get it shipped to your house. So. Well, let, let me ask you this. This, this. this is one thing that I'm just getting accustomed to. What about shopping like in your own city online? Is there any way to maximize on that? What do you mean by shopping in your own city? I'm sorry. Well, I, I noticed like on eBay, you could uh, you could put in the search for your own city, and and a lot of times you could uh, you don't save money by, you know, by buying things from across the country, or you know, at times I've bought things from Japan and China, but um, there mm-hmm. there was a different search method to search those same items within your same vicinity or something like that. Right. Um, it does save from searching in your own city, but the main thing is just the shipping. It's really where you're going to save. It's not necessarily the amount of the items. Mm-hmm. I just don't like to steer people to eBay because you can get scammed, and I I would hate to know that I steered someone there <laughs> and yeah. then they got, you know. So that's why I really push um, secure websites and things you can trust. Um, and with eBay, you have some personal sellers that you can't get guaranteed. Um return if there was a problem or shipment, there's no way to track whether they did it or not. Ah. Um, so that's, that's the only thing that I, I don't like about eBay is that there are crooks out there and they do like to take advantage of people. Um, so, you know, with shopping with a website, uh, like a store that's reputable, you know that there's customer service and you know that there's tracking and it's coming from that store. Mm-hmm. Um, there's someone responsible for your items. So that's one of the things that is important to me and why I don't choose things like eBay. And and I we've talked about this before, but, you know, I love Craigslist. You know, that's within your city. Again, you have to be leery about things, but you're not doing any transaction as far as financial transactions online with Craigslist. So that's the only thing that, you know, is beneficial. So, gotcha. But, yeah, that well, would be the only deterrent for eBay for me. Cool. Sounds like a plan. So online shopping, secured sites, and yes. use a credit card, but not really use a credit card, right? <laughs> well, with yeah, with the cash back, you don't have to have a credit card. I mean, you don't enter any financial information through these cash back sites. Mm. It's just a um, kind of go through site. So you just have to log in and mm-hmm. get shopped through that site, mm-hmm. and then you go to the regular website and enter in your information. That's, I like that so, better. That that feels better. Yeah, it's it's totally safe. And like I said, you're getting you're not having to worry about you know your points and cashing them in. And mm-hmm. if once your account reaches twenty dollars, they mail you a check, literally. Yeah, I so, like that. That's the bomb right there, so That that is. I love shopthehome.com. Yeah, I got to get on so, that. So so the, the web you said. 
what's the most okay cool that's what i was looking for the most popular site you know cashback site that most folks use ebay and shop at home are the two top cashback websites i prefer shop at home because their cashback percentages are a little bit higher so like you could just if you wanted to just plan around but you could type in a store in both of them and you should see that that percentage cash back is a little bit higher on Shop at Home. Um, so, like, one store could be 4%, and Shop at Home it could be 6%. So I just find that Shop at Home is, has a higher return uh, for your money, so that's why I prefer that site. And they're, I've dealt with their customer service, and they're awesome. Never had any issues before. And they also do things like wild deals. Mm-hmm. Um the other day, I got Germex hand sanitizer. I paid a dollar ninety eight out of pocket, and then I get a dollar ninety eight deposited into my cash back account, so it's free. So, like, I paid up front, but once my account reaches that twenty, I get that money back. That, like that. that makes sense. So every day they <laughs> have a daily deal that's free or really cheap. <laughs> yeah, we talking about being free now. That's my language right there. I, I mean, I'm not cheap, Charlotte, but when you talk about free. I get excited about that, so that that's the way to go right there. <laughs> I'm all about that free, baby. Anybody got anything free out there you want to send to Pudge, P-Real, you want to send to Charlotte, by all means, just email us, and we will forward you the information, and we will be happy to accept your free gifts. <laughs> Charlotte, you have any shout-outs? Um, let's see. Do I have any shout-outs? You got to so, have shout-outs. Shout out to my husband. He's at home putting the kids to bed. I went shopping at Harris Teeter tonight, so I'm all the way home from grocery shopping. Uh-oh. Um, my loving husband for always taking care of my children when I'm out shopping. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, you know what? I have one more thing to ask you. I'm sorry. It's something that I found that was crazy. I've got to find my notes here. I almost forgot about that. It was something you put up uh, on your website. I think it was... I just saw it this morning. Maybe it was today or yesterday or something about the cough syrup. Hang on. Yeah, that was today. Okay, good. Cough syrup. Children. I know it was children's cough syrup. I lost my notes, Charlotte. I'm sorry. It was uh, children's cough syrup for like $4 or $5 or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at Walgreens this week, um, you can get, I'm trying to think of the name of it. I think it's Zuby's, Zuby's cough syrup, children's cough syrup. And it's four fifty nine, I believe. And then when you just for going, they give you what is called register awards. And basically, all that is is it prints out on a slip of paper, and you can use those register awards on your next purchase. So you'll pay the four fifty nine up front out of pocket, and then when you um, check out, they'll have a, a printout for a register award that's four fifty nine. So basically, the item is free. Um, but you pay up front, and then you roll that register award into your next transaction. Nice. So um, you could you could use it the same night. You could go back into the store and get something else and use that 459, or you can just wait until the next time you go. They usually have a two-week expiration date, mm-hmm. so you can use it with any, any time within that time frame. So it essentially makes the item free. That's what I was trying to get at right there. I, I like that. I was reading on it, but I got interrupted. I, I need to go back and read the rest. For you folks out there who has kids like me and you spend a lot of money on doctors, especially in the turn of seasons, make sure you log on to Charlotte's site. She has a lot of information from drugstores, you know, how to save cough medicine. She's telling you right now how to get it for free, folks. What better can you do? All you have to do is search. Go to stretchingyourbudget.com, 
scroll down all the way down the page, find there's information out there for you to save, 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 save. This is what she does. This is her contribution to society, and this is why we love Charlotte. Charlotte, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. No problem. It's good to talk to you. All right. Have a good night. Have a good night. You too. So once again, that's Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com, also from the WMMG KRP Radio Show family, always coming on every Sunday at 8.15 to drop nothing but the truth, folks. So I want you guys to make sure, if you didn't hear it, go to the website, www.krpradioshow.com. Go to the website, scroll back, get the information on, and, and you know take some notes. Find out what Charlotte was talking about because it's always good information. Sometimes it's information that you may have, but she may give you more than you know, more than you know, or maybe she can shine some light on something you don't quite understand, like she just did for me with the free cough medicine. So, you know, go to the website, stretchingyourbudget.com, log on there, save it as a friend, save it as a favorite, and start clipping some coupons and you know, six bucks goes a long way in my house. Um, when I come back, I'll be on the air with two guest hosts. Sonny Johnson from the film Undefeated. Steve Bannon's Undefeated. Um, you know what? We ain't even gonna get into that already because y'all know Sonny is a rock star already. So I ain't even, I ain't even got. You know, no, no, no. I take that back. Not a rock star. Sonny's a rap star. She's a rap fan. She's a hip hop fan. So I gotta get that right. She probably killed me if I said she was a rock star. But you know, a lot of people out there consider her a rock star. She's an activist. Crazy, crazy, crazy motivational speaker. She came on last week and gave a speech. And it was on fire. I got so many emails about her giving that speech. And a lot of people, a lot of people, now get this, a lot of people email me. Sonny, I got to forward that stuff to you if you're on the show. But a lot of people email me and, and put comments on my Facebook page and on my Hip Hop Conservative blog. And, and they always say, if I agree with her or not, whether I agree with her or not, I think Sonny is an awesome speaker. I'm glad you have her on the show. She's a phenomenal woman. And she always hits it. She always gets it, and she makes me feel better. I get a lot of those comments, so, you know, you guys check her out. She'll be on here in just a second. And also, I got my man Kevin Daniels, president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. When we come back, we're going to be on the air with both of them. They're going to let us know. They're going to let you into what's inside the mind of a black leader today and some of the things that was inside the mind of a black leader yesterday. So I'm going to go to a couple commercials, then I'm going to come back with that. If you're just logging in or if you're just listening to the show, shout out to my folks out there in L.A. who's listening live, 530 a.m. on your radio dial, baby. We live in L.A. We live in L.A. www.krpradioshow. Radio Show. I'm hyped tonight because I got a lot to say. www.krpradioshow. Radio Show. WMMG, home of the KRP Radio Show. Twitter, at symbol NC Pudgy is me, at symbol NC Pudgy, krpradioshow.com, 619-638-8559 is the number. Make sure you log on. If you got some comments, hit us up. Go into a commercial. I'm out of here. A little gin and juice for you, man. Throwback.
Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do... Make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques 336 214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number, 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC.
We are in warfare. And Jesus Christ is looking for warriors that are willing to fight. We need to leverage our political power and our political interests in both parties. We have the opportunity to talk about how our values work because when they're put in place, when we govern according to those values, they work. If anybody is going to take on Mr. Barack Obama, it's going to be black conservatives. When you push in abortion upon a population, you ask yourself, who's pushing it? Democrats cannot win without the black vote. The Jesse Jackson era is over. Conservatism is neither white nor black. It's what's right. It's what's good. Our community is everyone. This is a kingdom of God movement. When I was in inner city, pastoring... What I saw was the Democratic Party making the inner city at that time a social wasteland. Maybe it's you who needs to decide that you want something different and stop waiting for a politician to hand that to you. We are serious about the mission that we have for the Frederick Douglass Foundation, and we stand on three basic pillars. And we don't apologize for it, but we are devoted Christians, first and foremost. We are proud black Americans. And active Republicans. There are two issues that are facing our nation today that we don't uh, allow anybody, if they want to get our support, you are pro-life and you believe marriage is composed of one man and one woman at one time. We may not be the organization for you, and that's okay. We're not changing who we are. <laughs> they won't mention that the vice chair, when I tell a lot of people this, even, even Republicans, they say, wow, we didn't know that. They didn't know that the vice chair of the North Carolina Republican Party is a black man named Dr. Timothy Johnson. Timothy Johnson is also the national cha chairman and founder of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. They don't mention that the KKK was a terrorist arm of the Democratic Party. They just talk about what they did to blacks, but they failed to mention, they forget that one little detail. And, they, and the other thing they won't tell you is that from 1929 to 1974, North Carolina had a eugenics board, and they passed the Sterilization Act, which they forcibly sterilized 7,600 people. It makes it easier, easier to One day I'm gonna be dead and gone from this world. But hey, I'm going to a better place. I know my baby DJ gotta stop for me, man. DJ, hold daddy a spot up there. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna play a long time. And I'm gonna run through heaven and find where my nasty big up the place. You know what I'm saying? But meanwhile, while I'm here, listen, yo, listen. Welcome to Wide Awake, and I don't even listen no more, but I stay Reppin' of something like a weapon, holding the automatic political black brethren Christians, atheists, bring them all to the table, there's no escaping it Jesus said believe in that father, no rare taking this Believe in Christ or not, but I'm telling you, I feel great in this Welcome back to WMMG, home of the KRP Radio Show Trying to get George Soros straight, man. You know? Anyway, <laughs> right now I'm about to bring on, but before before I bring on first, I got to bring to you the Sound Chew weather report. And uh, I'm going to give you guys this weather report, and then I'm going to bring in Sonny, and I'm going to bring in Kevin with me. As a matter of fact, I'll bring them in right now while they listen to the weather report. Kev, are you there? Sonny, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What up? How are you? How are you? 
sad you cut my song off. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm going to bump that later. That's going to be the outro today. Kev. Yo. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm gonna um go to go to the sound chew commercial real quick. If you guys would um turn your volume down just a little bit so we don't get any feedback. And uh let me go into this commercial. This actual weather report is brought to you by soundchew.com. Sound chew, the number one online music tournament encompasses seven different genres including hip hop, R and B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to soundchew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists. Then, vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com. The number one online music tournament. In the NFL, Pittsburgh right now in the first quarter, 7.40 on the clock, Pittsburgh 3, Indianapolis 0. Can Indianapolis finally get themselves a win today, folks? You don't know. Moving on, Buffalo defeats the great Tom Brady.
today on the on the internet as I'm stuttering to make my way to start this show to, to let everybody know what they really want to hear. I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I'm off point because I got a lot of other things I want to say. But I'm going to bring Sonny and Kevin back. I'm sure they're laughing at me right now. But uh, what's up, folks? How y'all doing? Chilling, chilling. What's good with you, P? What's good with you, P? There's a lot going on, Sonny. I'm pissed off. I'm not really pissed off. My man's mad at me. I'm telling you today. So I ain't mad at all. Not mad at all. Kevin, how are you? <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm hey, good. I'm good. What's that, Sonny? I said I just finished getting the little one prepped and ready for school tomorrow. Outside of that, I'm good. That's all that matters is you ready for school. That's that's all that matters. It's time to go. My kids are out on. I'm happy about that. Let me ask you guys: Is anybody on speakerphone? I was. You was. So you the one calling that? Yeah. Piece? yeah. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah, folks out there going crazy like, yo, this bootleg show, so you know black people can't never do nothing right, and they got all this echo on to this mess like this. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, any, anything I could do to help, Pete. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so blame Kevin Davis for the for the, the most prolific black conservative radio station right now um, having feedback. Blame Kevin Davis for it. He'll be somewhere to speak <laughs> near you. Make sure you get out there and let him know. Hand him $5, too. He might need some gas. Anyway, yep, tomorrow night, tomorrow night yeah. I'll be in Raleigh. See, there it is. Tomorrow night he'll be in Raleigh, folks. Oh, look, I got it. I got it right now. I got somebody that just hit us up. Said, uh, make this announcement. Saturday, October twenty second, looks like two p.m. through five p.m. is the Freedom Rally. I think that's what it is. Southbury Farmers Market on our uh, South Main and Banks live band speakers. Freedom Works Americans for Prosperity is going to hold it. So make sure you folks get out there, man. Saturday, October twenty second. Somebody send me more information. Oh, yeah, I'll be there too. Out there. Sorry. I'll be there too. You'll be there too. I think I'll be there too. I'll be I think there too. Got it. Anyway, hope to see you guys there. But um, let me ask you guys something. I don't know if you're ready for this because I'm just gonna come right off the bat. What y'all think about Herman Cain, man? I love what he's doing out there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I let I let Kev go first. You know, I get long winded. <laughs> All right. I was gonna I was gonna um you know go let the let the lady get it first, but I, I like. I like I like Herman Cain. Um, you know, he he offers solutions. You know what I mean? And and from what I hear from a lot of these other people, a lot of these other guys, you know, for one is is during these debates, you know, these guys just get stuck on talking points. And, you know, I think that, you know, the, the, the media basically picked their two or three darlings and they kinda of shut him out, but with what he's able to do you know, with with the short time that he gets to answer the questions, it's, it's impactful. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes sense. It's it's and then what he does off the air. You know, after every debate, he always goes on somebody's show and yeah. does a full length interview. And that and then he works the crowd. You know, so I mean, his his strategy I think is is good. Uh, but you know, I, I I like the guy. You know, I I hope he I hope he goes far. And then one thing you know, one thing I noticed is that when people talked about a, a vice president can't presidential candidate, a lot of people picked either him or Newt. So, yeah. you know, that's saying something about the guy. Definitely. Definitely. Sonny? Well, when when I first, at the first debate, when he came out, I was like, 
McCain, I was screaming because it was like every single answer he gave, he was like, I got to defer back to this one. I got to ask this one. You know, I got I have quality people around me and they give me good advice. And I was like, at some point, dude, if you're running for president, it has to be your opinion. It has to be, you know, your, you have already had to have these discussions. You've already had to make up your mind on these on these subjects mm-hmm. but like in the last debate and the one before the, the last two debates actually he came out poised he came out funny he came out as a regular person and i think that that is what is connecting so much with people is that not only is he does he have the experience of you know being ceo of godfather's pizza of uh of being a president of the federal reserve he actually has the experience of of bringing a i guess of knowing how to make an economy work but he's regular he's just you know an american and and for what i do personally that is so refreshing to me is that mm-hmm. We have this look that if you're not born and bred as a politician, and you know, if your pappy wasn't a politician, or if your, you know, your mama didn't hang out with the right people, then you have no chance. And I think Herman Cain just, you know, stabs that. You know, he says, I can be me, I can be outspoken, I can be loud, and it works. And one thing that I really love about Herman Cain is before he um, came out, for um to run for president he had a radio show mm-hmm. and one of the key tenants he had on his radio show was he had a list in his office where he kept all the names that he was called so uncle tom you know but you know porch monkey all of, all of the bad things that people call you know black conservatives mm-hmm. he kept that list in his office and he forced himself to look at it every day to make sure he was never being what they accused him of being. And and to me, that, you know, I'm always a reflection person. So to me, that's the greatest thing about Herman Cain is that not only does, you know, only is he qualified and is is he a real person, but he self-reflects and he corrects himself. And I think that out of all of the lessons, that's the most important one that I hope he can bring to especially the black community, all communities, but especially the black community. Yeah, I I agree. That's that's a biggie for me right there, Sonny. It's funny that you say that because that, that's a huge one for me. And part of my voice, folks, I, I said early on the show that I coach a small little league football team, so and I scream a lot. I have them boys hyped. They be rocking. But anyway, um, it's um I think it's important with what we got before us today that folks can correct themselves in public. But here's another plan. Here's the alternative, you know, plan. Here's something different. Blah 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 blah. I thought it was very important, but also you said another thing that was funny. Um, he had a radio show, and that's how I was introduced to Herman Cain and, and listening to him on the radio show and, he, and listening to him filling in for Neil Bort, whom I listened to just to get a good laugh from, for the most part or because I can't get another station. But, um, you know, I like to hear what everybody got to say. And, and this guy has been on the same path, the same mission since forever. He said the same things. He's really consistent. And at times it seemed like he was just, you know, the rich black kid, the rich black guy that was better because nobody likes me. You know, at times he, he, it seemed like he would do that. But, you know, the more I put things in perspective and the more I hear what he really means by 
when he when he you know starts to defend who he is, I understood. Now I understand clearly. He's just saying, hey, if I can come up with a plan, why can't you come up with a plan? And here's the problem: why are you calling me names? You should be presenting your plan. So I get that. You know what I mean? So right now, Herman Cain seems to be the only person who can offer us something about these economic restraints that we're living in. Personally speaking, for me. Now, personally speaking, I wouldn't go that far because I believe that there's a candidate out there who hasn't got in yet that could throw everything on their head. But we'll leave that, you know, (laughs) we'll leave that to the side right now because we're talking about Herman Cain. And I have nothing, seriously, I mean, if he were to win the Republican nomination, there, there are only two candidates that I would give my, that I would donate to that I would give my time to and that I would actively like like give my whole heart to campaigning for campaigning for and Herman Cain would be one of them you know so you know let it you fight it out and whoever comes out at the end not whoever comes out at the end cuz I made my point straight I will not vote for Mitt Romney so if it's a choice between Mitt Romney and Barack Obama I will not vote and I'm sorry to say that but it, it just is the way it is. I, I I will not settle for the less of lesser of two evils ever again. But as far as with with, Her, with Herman Cain, he gets people excited, and um, it's not the, his skin tone, and, and that's kind of the most important thing is that it's not his skin tone. It's just the simple fact that. He is regular. And for all of those people who, yet again, let me bring up the Tea Party on this one, who says that that Tea Party is racist, the Tea Party is this, the Tea Party is that, the reason that the Tea Party embraces people like Herman Cain is because they, too, are just regular. They are not the elites. They are not the... Um, the silver spoons born in their mouth. They are not, they're just the regular people. Yeah, yeah they're, they're people who work hard every day, and when they mm-hmm. meet a normal person, they know a normal person. And I think that that's why Herman Cain connects so much, not just with with the Tea Party. Makes sense to me, man. Um, let, let me move. Let's move on because we could talk about that all day. Actually, we're gonna we're gonna come back. I'm gonna invite. I want to invite you guys back to actually talk about and. Uh, you know, we're gonna make a list of all the candidates, but we'll talk about that offline. Let me, let me move on. I was um, here's where I came up with this man. I was listening to Malcolm X's speech, a balance in the budget. And uh, I, when I do that, when I listen to these speeches, I shut myself in. I think I was telling Kevin this today. I shut myself in, and uh, you know, I tell my wife, keep the kids up there. I love them, but they gotta go right now because I want to focus on this. So I shut myself in and I listen really close. Sometimes I rewind. Sometimes it takes me two or three days to really get through the whole speech and listen to it. But I was listening to the man's speech, and, uh, you know, I'm not a Muslim, but you got to recognize when someone has something powerful to say for, for us right or wrong, okay? So I, anyway, to make a long story short, I'm listening to this speech, and, and I paused there, and I just thought for a second, you know, when he was saying, relieve your religion at the door, and we all need to come together, the Baptist, the Pentecostal, the blah, the blase, the blase, the Muslim. He said, leave it all at the door, and we need to have a serious conversation about how to take care of these communities. And I'm thinking about what was going on and what could possibly have went on in his head when he prepared to make that speech. What it was really like to be Malcolm X behind closed doors. What were some of his conversations like? And then I thought about Brother Martin, you know, and and 
And the list goes on. I even thought about President Barack Obama. And, and all these folks who, through time, who've taken these stance that are unpopular by, by large terms to, you know, no telling who the audience is, but by, are unpopular to a lot of people. And it got me wondering, you know, what, what happens in their house? What happens with their family when they don't agree with them? Because I know what happens to me. I'm all the time defending the stance that I take. Uh, for the most part, it's unpopular because I'm not a Democrat or because I don't worship the Democrats. But before you guys comment, I, I got I, we got a caller here that we want to bring in with us um, that I that I definitely want to be a part of the show. It's, it's Ken Jones, is that right, Kevin? Yes. Kenneth okay, Jones. I want to bring Mr. Jones and uh, Mr. Jones. How are you, sir? You on the air live with Pudgy? How are you? I'm blessed, sir. Thank you, thank you. I, I thank you, you for me? taking. The, yes, sir. I can hear you. I can hear you beautiful. You good? Good, Mr. Jones. What's happening? I'm blessed, sir. How are you doing today? I'm good. I, w- I wanted to go ahead and get you in on the conversation, and, and you can you can speak when you want, you can leave when you want, but I just wanted to ask you guys all, and, and in whatever order, what is it like when you make a stance on something, speaking on yourselves, and it's unpopular to the black community or to folks in general when it goes against the grain? Anybody can go first. Mr. Jones, since you're our special guest, if you would, please go first. I'm in that situation now. I'm a Republican, conservative Republican, in a Democrat area, even family members. Uh, but I always tell them, I say, y'all need me because I'm controversial. Hey, can I cut you off real quick? Um, Ken, if it's all yeah. right, P. Hey, Ken, can you tell them who you are and what you've done? Give them Because they know, the, 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 the listeners know me and Sonny. Um, but can you tell them what you know? Give them a little, a little, a little bit of your resume, so they can know who you are, where well, you coming from. Well, I'm I'm Kenneth Jones. Uh, I was born in Harlem, New York, 1944. Uh, I was raised and uh, went to public school in uh, Harlem, PS157. I uh, went to junior high school, 188. Uh, uh-huh. My teacher there was Elfrida Wright, uh, sister of uh, Roy Wilkins, Jr. So I grew up in the civil rights movement during those 50s and the 60s. Uh, I had the great honor of meeting with uh, Martin Luther King when he came to Harlem. Uh, I don't remember exactly what year it was. I believe it was 50. 58, uh, where he was promoting his book, Stride Toward Freedom. Um, I was right next to him when the uh, bag woman came and asked him, what was his name? Are you Martin Luther King? He said yes, and immediately took out a letter opener and stabbed him in his chest. Wow. Uh, um, I was in the the, uh, seventh grade then. Um, the doctor that performed that later on that saved his life was Aubrey Bernard, Bernard that um, they made a trauma center after him and uh, named after him in Harlem Hospital on the fourth floor. Um, I later on married the woman whose daughter uh, 
was the, was the uncle. Anyway, I was at that ceremony during that time. Also uh, worked with A. Philip Randolph, uh, Byatt Rustin, um, Ernie Green, Little Rock 11, and the WDL Workers Defense League, JAC, Joint Apprenticeship. I was one of the first 20 to enter organized labor. That was just before 1970, the New York plan. Um, we went in on different job sites, and they had minorities. I would, I would go from one job site to the other, and this is how we integrated into the unions in New York City. Uh, what else? <laughs> I was a new so the brother, brother, man. So the brother, the brother been around. <laughs> His resume <laughs> solidified. Saying, brother been around. <laughs> resume definitely solidified. Oh, yeah. Wow. So I know with a resume like that, I, I know that people look to you, and, and I'm sure they ask you, you know, your opinion on a lot of different things, Mr. Jones. Not down here. They don't know me here. I'm, 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 I'm. They don't know me. They don't know what they have here. So, I'm thrown to the wolves, so to speak. But uh, the Republican Party down here recognized my talent so much that they wanted me to be public relations. I had my own television show in New York. Sure. Uh, cable. Uh, I won an award in 1977. Uh, but one of the things that I find down here, and we're talking about here, is that people still haven't caught up to what is what the reality of how freedom in the, in the South has become. Because if you go to Winston-Salem and you come to Greens, Green, Greenville, it's like night and day. Uh, the people's mindset is different. And I realize that because... Uh, not everybody now, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's just a few. It's just that uh, it's like they're afraid to step out and make a difference. We need to uh, organize, whether we Democrats, Republicans, Independents, whatever, to get our communities back because we need to have the candidates that are running for office to address the issues in the inner city because we got to address the issues from the bottom up because they've always been when, when the budgets are cut, they're cut from the bottom up. Why shouldn't they give back from the bottom? And that's people in the, in, in the inner cities who are socially economically deprived. And we need to address that. We need to come together, the, the business professionals, mm-hmm. as well as the, the, the lay people, the communities, the churches, and organizations, because this is not just a, a economic situation. There's also moral issues that we have to address. Mm. Uh, the moral fiber of our country in itself, let's start with our communities. Uh, there's, there's racism, and I call it racism, in our schools. The way it's germanded uh, where uh, if the tax structure is less in one area, you get less education or books or good teachers. Right. We need to address across the board, have a level playing field, for education, now children at least give them a start. Uh, can I? Can I? Can I? Can I be so bold as to ask a question real quick? Open for Sonny, go for it. 
Because this is this is this is my issue, okay? And and and, and we keep getting like and I please take no disrespect to this. I'm trying to tread lightly here. But it is it is the part it is when you say that the kids don't have or like they cut from the bottom or they don't get as much funding in in the black schools as every other school. Well, a simple fact of the matter is slaves learned in a one-room house. So, I don't really believe that it is the amount because even even the poorest schools have um, a high level of of amount spent per pupil. What the problem is is that you have kids who they're not worried about school because they don't want to get the life beat out of them trying to get to school, or they don't want the or they don't want to have to deal with um, the gangs that they have to deal with in the lunchroom, and and we keep going back to the aspect of it that it's the money that's the problem. Well, it, I don't believe that it it is the money that is the problem because. The more you can give more and more and more to the school, but what it ends up doing is instead of coming in the form of books or instead of coming in the form of computers, it comes in the form of security guards. You know, it comes it comes in the form of metal detectors. It comes in the form of surveillance equipment because they're trying to prevent the crime aspect of it, and and they do very little towards the educational aspect of it. And when they do do educational aspect of it, it's not math, it's not science, it's not technology. It is, like I said, Timmy wears a bra. Uh, this is this is what this is the evils of capitalism. It's it's agenda it's agenda based, and it's controlled by a federal system that wants these people dependent on them. So no matter how much money, the more money you put into it, it would just give them more opportunities to push their agenda. It is not going to change the overall arc of education. That is only going to come when you get free choice where parents can decide to take their kids out of the failing schools and put them in schools where fighting is not tolerated, where you are expelled for fighting, where um, where they don't have to spend so much on anti-bullying because the kids are actually excited to be there and they want to learn so they don't pick on other kids as much. And I think that that's where you're going to get the change. It's not that it has to be more money. It's that that money has to be given to the parents and let the parents decide that they want something better for their kids and send them to a school where it's probably going to cost less because, like, in D.C., it's like uh, each student is like $18,000 per student for public schools Mm -hmm. when you can send them to a private school for, like, $8,000 a year. So it's like a ten thousand dollar gap, and they're getting a worse education for it. Here's so a, here's I don't a, here's something too. Believe no, it's the money. Here's something that's going on too, and and this is this is a, this is something that that you know that's a sore spot for me. But uh, I'm also caught, you know, coaching these kids. I just stumbled on something else. I'm also caught. We're caught in the field where today, if they allow you to take your kid where you want to take them, what happens when those schools get overcrowded? And what happens when some people go to the extreme and for athletic reasons start taking all the black kids to this school and then all the wealthy well, white what, kids go to this school? See, I, I, that's another issue that we have to deal with as well. So what's even what's what's the proper way to address these things? I think that I think that when you look at what what's going on in the in the um 
in the black community or the, or the inner city, um, I'll put it that way, is that, you know, a lot of people, you know, we talk about throwing money at the problem. We talk about the diversity policy like they have in Wake County where you, you, drive, you put them on a bus and drive them for an hour and a half so they can sit in, in class with that's, that's more diverse. But nobody's dealing with the problem, which is that, that actual community that the, that the kids are coming from and that the schools are in. If you deal with that, then you wouldn't have to bust the kids all the way across town. Um, and you would have to spend money on, on things that, you know, on, on, on safety. You'd be able to take the money and spend it on what is on what is needed in order to educate that kid or those children in that school. Now, um, the schools, when they get that money, they have to be more responsible with that money. I understand that they have to have administrative costs, but I don't see why the school system has to be about 60% of the money is spent on administrative costs. And then, you know, there's money that goes to other things, but the money that goes in directly into the classroom that is spent on, on teachers and on materials for the kids to learn, that's the smallest portion of it. So, I mean, I think that if we want to improve education in our community, it starts with the family first. Well, well hang the family, on. And then it goes to the community, hang, then it goes to the school. Hang, hang on for a second there because really, truly, y'all, with, with all due respect to everybody, we're going to have to do that another day because <laughs> we'll Amen. be talking about Amen. that. Entire show Amen. and to level the playing field. To, to level the playing field. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mr. Jones. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I'm saying each issue uh, is very important, and I believe we can't address all of them here, but we're touching. And the thing about it is, is that uh, a lot of the things that's been happening in Raleigh and around the country that uh, Kevin's been feeding me on, and also in the news about the uh, issues on gender and uh, sexual persuasion and things of that nature. What bothers me with that area, and I'm going to cut it off from this, is that our children become victims because my Bible tells me, you know, when God made Adam and Eve, he made Adam and Eve, and man and woman, to be together. And anything else is confusion, and my God is not an author of confusion. Mm-hmm. And when you when you start when you start with that, and you allow that to happen, pretty soon Mother's Day is going to be challenged, Father's Day is going to be challenged, then they're going to say, we can't say mother and father, we have to say parents. So a lot of things will be, uh, as I was growing up, in tradition. Certain traditions need to stay in place because it gives me a, 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 a goal setting that I can become a man great in this country. I don't mm-hmm. think we need to see that. Not a person of whatever gender. I can't conceive of that with my grandchildren or my children. To me, I believe that if we hold on to certain traditions and fight for them, and I'm talking about basically the body of Christ necessarily to be aware of these things because these are biblical principles that need to apply to our children first from the home and apply and, 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 and be also uh, uh, in, in their spirit and in their life. And these are basic rules and regulations that mm-hmm. we have and, and standards that we have with our children so they won't be confused when they go to school and they know who they are, where they come from, and where they're going. So those Amen things on are that necessary one. in the home. Wow. I, I, um, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You, no you argument. Could. Yeah, no argument on that one. Amen. Um, WMMG, home of the KRP Radio Show, 619-638-8559 is the number. I will open the calls up 
press the one if you want to say something to any one of the co-guests tonight, and uh, we'll try to get to your question as soon as possible. Like I was telling you guys, I will invite all you guys back on the show. I'll make it a point to do it. I'm taking notes of it right now, but I would love to have a couple of school administrators on the line as well when we start talking about these school school instances and, uh, you know, the things that are going on with busting the kids out there in Wake County. We got that going on. And uh, it, there's a bunch of stuff going on that I think that we should talk about. But to level the playing field, I'd like to have some people to represent the school also from both sides to make it fair. Tonight, though, we're talking about inside the mind of a black leader today and yesterday. And, uh, you know, to my listeners, I know you guys are here's some of the things that are inside of our mind. We all have we all have our own angle. You know, we, we all stand true to what we believe and we're all coming from a different aspect. But I want you guys to know that what we're saying doesn't we're not saying it in vain. We really believe what we're saying. We really get out, we spread these messages and we stand firm on what we believe. But my question is well let me let me go to a caller and then I'll come back to my co host here. Going to a caller from the seven seven three. You're the only seven seven three caller on the line. Uh last three numbers one eight six. You're on the line with Pudgy and Guess. How are you? Uh, yes, I was calling in because uh, I heard you speak earlier about uh, Herman Cain. Yes, sir. And actually, uh, I'm an independent. I did, I did not vote for Obama in 08, and I won't vote for him in uh, 2012. Uh, I think if the Republicans should make a smart move and get behind Herman Cain because he's the only one that has solutions so far to the problems uh, that's going on in America. And mm-hmm. I think that he could have a, a pretty good uh, – Campaign against uh, Obama if he went against uh, Obama. I, I, you know, personally, I, I agree with that as well. Um, and, it, and it's important that you said so far. That that's really important, Sonny. You hear that right? So far. So it, that's it, why I'm quiet. I'm quiet. You know, it's no. I mean, it, it, it's 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 what he's saying makes perfect sense. If if you have a candidate who actually does have some solutions, why not put that man up front? And and what I don't understand is why isn't that man being put up front? Um, to the caller. Why why do you think that um Herman Cain is not getting the support of some of the other char- some of the other not characters, pardon me, excuse me, some of the other candidates out there? <laughs> I think because uh Herman Cain uh uh right now he's not uh accepting any uh special interest uh campaign money <laughs> uh and uh and Romney may be uh getting campaign donations from special interest groups. And uh, I think that is a smart move by Herman Cain. If I am him, I wouldn't accept any special interest group uh, uh, campaign donations and just continue to do my grassroots movement as what he has been doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that'd be very successful for him. Do you, do you think Do you think black people will vote for Herman Cain? I know I will. If he went against Obama, I would. Uh, you know, Obama. I. I you know, a lot of people were behind Obama, but I did the research on Obama before he ran and saw what campaign contributions was given to him and what lobbyist groups. And I said to myself, there's no way he will be able to do the things that he said he's going to do. And mm-hmm. three years in, and he has not really done anything that he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Well, Carla, I, I thank you for calling. I appreciate it. I hope every Sunday at 8 p.m. you're rocking with us, and please call in later and share some of your opinions with us. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'd be blessed. Um, so there's a caller from the 773. Shout out to you, man. B.I.G. in my book. To my co-listeners, man, let me let me run this by you guys. Just off the stance of, and I think we're probably all on the same side of the fence here um, about being, let's say, the, the gay amendment. Let's talk about the gay amendment for a second. 
um, Kevin and myself, backing Kevin and, and everybody else that supported this amendment, felt that we had a need for an amendment um, where gay marriage wasn't legal in uh North Carolina to to prevent gay marriage from being legal in North Carolina. While a lot of people don't agree with that, and and it seems that a lot of other pastors have taken a stance saying that we're wrong, that this is a civil issue. Kevin, just going to you first. How do you feel about the treatment? I mean, because you took this stance solely for you know God and the people to have their own vote. If I'm if I'm not correct, please correct me. But how do you feel about the treatment that you've received, and uh, what's you know what's going on in your mind about some of these stances that, that you've taken? Um, the stance I'm taking on that, you know, I've, um, of course I support the marriage amendment, and um, I actually have a letter where there's 200, um, 250 pastors here in North Carolina that are against the marriage amendment. They feel that you know um, they gay marriage is acceptable to them. Um, um, I'm standing on the, the word of God first and foremost. Uh, that's sound doctrine, and I'm not budging from that. Um, you know, because that's there's so many scriptures that I can go through where it, it talks about the 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 true intent of marriage, the foundation. You know, the way God had created. I can quote scriptures from Revelations all the way to uh, uh, to Genesis. You know, front and back, cover to cover. But the stance that I took was one out of um, and also I felt that the voters should have had a say in it. Not 170 legislators, 6 million registered voters. We should determine whether this amendment passes or not. You know, let us decide. But what came from that uh, was a lot of, um, I, I've, I've been getting emails, um, you know, very hateful emails. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been, uh, um, there was another pastor that was standing up there with us, uh, Johnny Hunter, who had to, actually had to contact the FBI because of the, the threats that was coming against, his, against him. Um, they were threatening to kill him. Um, calling him, you know, all, calling him monkeys and 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 you know the N word and and all of this other stuff. He played some of the messages for me and, and sent me an email, uh, forwarded me one of the emails that he got. And um, these these calls are coming and emails are coming from all over the country because mm-hmm. that press conference that we that we had that thing went nationally. Sure. Um, then also there was another pastor who he lives in Durham. And these people ride by his house. I, I was with him. I was at his church this morning at 8 o'clock. And uh, they ride by his house every single night. And they shout. You know, they yell at, you know, yell out the window. You know, threat, I mean, that's threatening to his family. Sure. You know, so when we take a stance like like this, you know, and, and it does pull on you, it does pull on a person because, you know, now I'm sitting here like, well, should I, should I, should I take these type of stances? You know, because I have a family. I have a 9-year-old child. I have mm-hmm. a wife, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 you know people are threatening them. Um, I actually came out one time against um, what um, 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 some people in Greensboro, and um, I wrote a press release and I, I sent it out. These people started contacting my wife. They looked me up. They they went to my Facebook page, saw who I was married to, and then they started sending her messages. Yeah. So now this is going after them. And I remember, um, I recall the time, uh, uh, Pudgy, you know about it, and I'm going to tell the listeners too, where there was a, a time where somebody was banging on my door. My wife was at home by herself, and she was afraid. She had to get in the, she got in the bathroom, pulled out a knife, and was calling 911 because I was in a place where I wasn't able, I didn't answer my phone. But when I did call her back, she told me what happened. So I rushed home, and then the following day, um, I ended up having to pull a gun out on somebody. 
because this person was banging on my door, trying, and I didn't know what was coming at me. I didn't yeah. know what this was on the other side of my door. <clears throat> wow. I went and grabbed the nine, and I had to pull the nine out. You know, come after that, you know, it was, it was okay. But these are the type of things that come at us as, as, as being out there in the public, taking stances on non-popular or, or issues that's not popular, being a, being a Republican, a black Republican at that. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that come with that, man, and it pulls it pulls on you mentally. You know, I don't want to be sounding like I'm standing here complaining and all that, but that's this is real talk. This is what it is. Why? You know, that's why I wanted to have the show, though, though, Kevin, just so so we could let folks know what it really is, and it, and it, and it's not a joke. You know, a lot of times when we when we all put things on social media or we talk about them in small circles, you know, people look at you like we're a fly by night. But we fight this fight every day, and and I t- and I go to Sunny next, and, and Mr. Jones, I'll come to you in just a second too, because you said something that stood out just a minute ago. But Sunny, I look at you and I go, here's what I hear about every every time I hear about a tea party. Sunny, you're you're a black woman, but you're racist. You're uh, what's the, what's the other things they say? You want to set the black community back forty years? Um, every time you go speak at these rallies where their guns out, you're trying to scare black people back into slavery. You speak at a lot of Tea Party events, Sonny. That's got to make you feel absolutely crazy. No, actually it doesn't because I grew up with it. Um, you, you know what I'm saying? I was always conservative before I could put a name to it. Sure. So I was, I got, you know, I caught the ribbon from keeping my stuff to myself, you know, not giving it away like all the other girls were. Yeah. I oh, caught yeah. it or wanting to be smart. Like, my main issue with it I had was that people loved me even though they disagreed with me. Mm -hmm. Kind of what you said earlier before I came on the show. And and that's kind of what I get is that they'll say, um, it's okay for you, but not for me. Mm. And and that's the kind of part that really ticks me off because I have been this way my entire life even though I couldn't put – a name to it. I couldn't have told you that it was conservatism, you know, but I have been this way as far as with with my money and the way I spend my money, with my body and the way I, I, I you know, keep it and cherish it, sure. with um, the way I look out for other people's kids. And, and even with guys that I date um, back in the day or whatever, I used to always be the one that's like, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you try this? How about if you go back to school for this? So I was always the one that was different, you know? So it never, it never struck me as a problem. So now when it comes up and I get, I get the haters, I get the people who, who want to bash me and, and everything, but the people who know me say whether I agree with her or not, if you mess with her, I'm coming after you. And so to me is this, I have this kind of close-knit group around me mm-hmm. that are like, nobody's going to mess with you, nobody's going to touch you. No doubt. And that doesn't give me the confidence as so much as believing that God put me here at this moment in time for a reason. He's not gonna leave me. He's not gonna forsake me. He's not gonna he's not gonna put me out somewhere where I can't handle what is coming to me because he told me if I pick up my shield, if I walk in his light, everything will be okay. And everything I do is built on a hundred percent faith that he is truthful to his word. And as long as I walk on that, 
Powerful. All the other nonsense, I look at it just like that as being nonsense. You want to call me names, I've been called words. You want to uh, personally come up to me, I, I, I love knives, I love guns, I'm very Second Amendment. Try it. <laughs> but, and not only that, is that I have people around me who genuinely love me, not for my opinions, not for... Um, for the stances that I take, but just for me being who I am every single day, seven days a week, I'm the one that you call when you you can't figure things out. I'm the one that you call when um, you see a roadblock in your path and you don't know how to get across it. I'm that one that you call, and that's fine with me. You don't have to agree with me on everything, Mm -hmm. but we have to Get our people to a place of mutual respect because we don't look at each other like humans anymore. And that's the most sickening part is that you kind of, we kind of look at each other like just a color, you know, hmm. not like a human being with feelings and emotions, but as just the color. But remember, I'm ghetto, okay, uh, I brought, I was brought up in it. Five brothers who liked to beat the crap out of me and two sisters who who I fought with constantly at, at speaking the same way. So mm-hmm. my skin is very tough. You know what I'm saying? My jaw, I am kind of small, so I don't take too many hits, so I fight dirty. <laughs> and to fight, and, everything is fair, Sonny. There you go. But that's 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 kind of the whole point of it is that they want to put us into this box that if you call us names, we're going to shrink. Or if you um you threaten us, we're going to shrink. We're not going to shrink because God said form your weapons. Go ahead. But they will not prosper. No and weapon formed against God. That's right. That's all I can walk on. I can't walk on what man says. I can only walk on what God promised. Well, you know, naturally, and 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 moving to you, Mr. Jones, uh, you know, you said yeah. something earlier, and uh, you you said, you know, people here don't know what they have, and um, that's kind of how I feel on it on a daily basis. Like, pretty much every stance that I take, I look at it from a biblical aspect, especially today. You know what I mean? Because I, I'm making a major yeah. change in my life, and it's a slow process. It's a fast process, but it's a very slow. Process uh, uh, individually, it is. So you know, you know, you you learn things, but you want things to move your heart, just not move you at the moment. So and and that's what happens to me. But I feel like what you said on that comment: people don't know what they have. Um, what what? How how does people treat you when you make a stance on things? What do you, what do you think when you sit home and you you know you people just don't know what they have? They don't know where you're coming from. How does that make you feel when you just sit home thinking about it? I'm so used to this, sir. I've been the spook who sat by the door. If anybody don't understand, I was like one of the first ones to enter into the different areas mm-hmm. of uh, integration. So uh, during the 60s and and seeing like it, nothing has changed. So I'm a veteran when it comes down to uh, being ignored, rejected, wow. uh, accused, abused, and misused. So you, you, it's, it's just a norm after a while. And it hurts, yes, because you get close to people and then they hurt you, whether it's, whether it's your brothers, your sisters in Christ, or whether it's someone outside or your coworkers or what have you. 
so you learn how to have a thick skin and you learn how to deal with uh all kinds of objections and and uh you just go on but you tr- you you with the greatest thing that we have the greatest uh uh thing that God has given us is love mm-hmm. and that is a weapon that I use constantly and you have to love is an action word that you have to demonstrate and so what we do is uh when we accept we we take the rejection and the persecution, uh, and then we, we give back love. And they don't understand. It messes their mind up. <laughs> uh, you know what does? Well, he didn't come after me. He didn't come after me. He didn't, he didn't do anything. Oh, he, he's just what we used to say. Oh, man, he's passive. No, no, no. God didn't make us passive. He made us warriors. Mm. But at the hey, same man. time, he made, us, he, he, made us, he made us to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Mm-hmm. Don't don't look. Don't don't get it wrong. Well, we meekness. Well, we doing this. We, we, we out here. We out here going. We out okay. here going to war. In the book of in in First Timothy. Now let me get on my scripture thing. In <laughs> First Timothy, uh, Paul told Timothy. He said the, he said go war a good warfare. Go get it popping, and that's what we doing. We ain't backing down. We not running. They're going to come at us. Come on, bring it. Now, I'm not and inviting I, it, but I'm not inviting it, but that's what's going to happen. But I have a mandate. First and foremost, I have a mandate. I have a responsibility from God, and I'm going to do it. And I'm with you on that. People, when, I look at, when I look at people like, you know, like Martin and Malcolm, like you was talking about before, and in regards to the church, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in the church, you know, to be honest. I'm, I'm a young Christian. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a babe in Christ. But like Martin said, he said that he said if the church doesn't get back its prophetic zeal, it's going to be an irrelevant social club, and that's what's happening now. The way that people are attacking the church, church ain't got no power. Church ain't has no authority. You know they're irrelevant social club. Just a just a building where people come, shout praise, fall out on the floor, cry, and go on home. Because the people are attacking the church. This whole marriage amendment, the thing about putting pressure on PayPal. Um, 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 not to accept money from 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 pro organizations out in California in a certain city out in California, you have to get a permit to have a Bible study. Um, the 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 ACLU just sued the federal government on taking the tax exempt status away from Christian ministers. They coming after the church, but when uh you know where's the where's the where's the book of Jude chapter book of Jude verse three Christians where it says contend for the faith. Well, we have to get out there as Christians and take a stand for God, no matter what, regardless of who says what. Mm. That's what we're doing. You know what's you know what's well, amazing about even folks who who aren't religious, man. That if if you could ask yourself this, and and I need to get a caller here in just a second, right? Because the caller been on waiting here for a very long time. Got a bunch of callers. Shout out to everybody. WMMG, home of the KRP Radio Show. www.krpradioshow.com. 619-638-8559 is the number. Press 1. We'll get to you in just a second. But what I was about to say, for even people who aren't, quote-unquote, religious or don't have any beliefs, you got to wonder this. If I was a person who had no faith, no religion whatsoever, I would wonder why is it that the church not even being as relevant as it used to be in any community why do they keep coming after the church? You gotta wonder that. They gotta let you know what's something right that. about. I'm sorry. I can answer that. 
I think we all can. I, I want you to answer that, though. I, I mean, I'm just saying for the people who don't believe, they got to know that it's powerful. They they got to understand how powerful this is and, and, and how good the church is for what it stands for, how good God is and what God really is. It's so powerful that it's not even relevant in a lot of folks' lives today, but they keep coming after it. Because if you if you really know the word of God and Jesus' name is not you know in the navy you can't pray in Jesus' name you, you you're not allowed to do that right that's right uh, because that's one name above all names in heaven earth and under the earth it's the most powerful name that man can mention and demons scream holler jump up and down and run. So, therefore, you know, principalities and powers and high places, and they set the agenda. You cannot speak that name. Now, there's no difference in what it was back in Jesus' day. They was, they was, they was uh, pressing on Peter and Paul. They couldn't speak. They went to jail behind all that. Amen. So, it's no different now. You can't preach the gospel. In fact, God put in my spirit to contend for the integrity of the gospel. Woo, come on now. And if we do that, <laughs> if we do that, I didn't bring my book, I didn't bring scriptures because I wasn't allowed to preach. I'm just telling you what's on my heart. That's and right. what God has given me in this hour, that if we don't stand up for righteousness and holiness, we are going to be judged on the day of judgment. We're going to be a God. And that's, that's like I said, that's the that's one of the main reasons why I do what I do because I believe that it's not the church that's gonna get me into heaven. See that personal relationship that I have with Jesus Christ, and, and He's going to say, "Father, she did what I told her to do. Let her in." You know, it's not going to be she stood for this or she stood for that. It's going to be she fell on her knees. I gave her a command, and she went out and did what I told her to do. She walked on faith. She walked in my name. She was persecuted for it, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But she mm-hmm. did what I asked of her. And and I think that that's the problem. We have this society where it's all, they want you to think mutual salvation, where they want you to believe that you can't get to heaven if your brother doesn't make it or if your sister doesn't make it, or if your mother doesn't make it, or if your father doesn't make it, well, you will be pitted against your brother and your sister and your mother and your father to do what God tells you to do. And you have to know that. You have to accept that. And you have to, like he, like he said, you walk in love. You're strong on it. You're steadfast on it. But in the end, you can still say, I love you. I don't walk around harboring hate. For anyone, I harbor a lot of animosity for a lot of our black leaders, <laughs> but I wouldn't call it hate because right. I think that had I been there in the 60s and I had to choose between King and and um, Malcolm X, which side would I have chose? These aren't decisions that I had to make, you know, and... Even though I can hold the former generation accountable for the decisions that they did make, I also cannot place my whole argument on their decisions. My argument has to now be based on 
what I see, what is what is the true reality of what is actually going on and what God has commanded me to do about it. And, and that has to be the point. So maybe right now you're not looking at me and saying that, oh, I agree with her. Well, guess what? A whole bunch of people didn't agree with King. And maybe you're not looking at me and say, oh, she's as inspiring as Malcolm X was. Mm-hmm. Well, a whole bunch of people didn't think he was inspiring at the time. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's not what is happening at this moment that will define us. It is that day when God calls us home and we have to stand there in judgment and we have to say, I did my very best, you know, and we have to be able to mean it. And and that's the point of what I'm fighting for. While I'm here on earth, I have my daughter to protect. I have my community that I love. But most importantly, my mission is to make it to heaven. And that is a one-person endeavor. No doubt. You know, that I- is going to be me deciding that I, I want to thank um, Jesus and um, God for sending Jesus to be my Savior for dying on the cross. These are things that I personally have to believe. Now, whether you choose to believe it, Okay, that's all up on you, but it's not going to stop me from getting into heaven because you choose not to believe. And I think that once we um, destroy that mutual salvation, the idea, and it's the same thing that with your vote, that it, it just disgusts me, is that you have to give your vote to the black community. No, no. Most people in the black community have their own vote. They use their vote to vote for themselves. Now, if you want to collectively have a group that believes in the same thing so you kind of carry your votes together, that's one thing. But to say that you have to give up what is in your best interest for the interest of a color, that is mutual salvation. And believe me, when you get to just like – um. The guy just said, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. But just like he just said, Mr. Jones just said is that when you get to that point and that question is asked of you, you're going to be held accountable. You know, God, you're not going to be able to say, well, Sharpton told me or, well, Jesse Jackson (laughs) said or I followed Obama because, you know, those excuses aren't going to work. God's going to, you know, God's going to be like, well, this is what I commanded. This is what I said. This Mm -hmm. is what I told you. Why are you putting these men on the same level as me? And you will have to answer for that. And I think we are going to have to have to answer for that. Let me get this call in here because they've been waiting for almost an hour now. Um, R.L. Johnson calling you on the air with Pudgy. How you doing? Hey, Pudgy. This is Rick from Paul Revere Radio. Hey, what's up, Rick? Welcome to Doing? welcome to KRP Radio, man. To Paul Revere Radio and to all your fans out there. I know they're probably listening too. Shout out to you guys. B.I.G. in my book. How are you, brother? I'm doing good, thank you. Listen, I missed church today, <clears throat> or at least well, at least I thought I thought I did. <laughs> well, we have a church right now. Oh, we certainly are. Listen, let me uh, let me throw a couple at you here. Isaiah sixty-two six on your walls, O Jerusalem, I have set watchmen all day and all night. They shall never be silent. Ezekiel thirty-three six. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, so the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any one of them, that person is taken away in his iniquity. But the blood I will require at the watchman's hand. Jeez. Ladies and gentlemen uh, who are speaking tonight, you are watchmen, and you're doing a great job. Pudgy, uh, you know what I'm talking about. 
we're called, it doesn't matter what color we are, it doesn't matter what church we go to, we need to sound the alarm and let people know iniquity cannot stand in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And and somebody asked earlier, and I apologize for not being able to keep up with the conversation, but they asked, why are they attacking the church? They're attacking the church because a church, a true church, stands for righteousness. Mm-hmm. And a, a true church will stand up. We had a homosexual pride event in Salisbury, North Carolina this summer. Our mayor and Food Lion. If you're shopping at Food Lion, you need to you need to be warned. <laughs> Food Lion promoted this homosexual agenda in our little Mayberry type of community and they pranced up and down the streets. I put out videos on it. If you go to my YouTube page, you'll find them. These people proud of their sin, proud of their iniquity, and the sheriff's department was told, "Leave them alone." Mm. Leave them alone. That's what it is. You know, people well, go to the church because the Bible, because people look at the Bible as telling, telling them what they can't do. And, you know, when, when, when people want to appeal to what they want to appeal to, um, you know, you have the people that, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the humanistic views where they, you know, you have com- cosmic humanism where they right. think that, you know, um, um, you know, that, you know, everybody's a God, you know, and then they, you know, I'm sorry, that's not common, common, cosmic humanism. That's, that's, um, um, humanism here on earth where we think everybody's a God and that everybody mm-hmm. um, thinks they can do whatever they want to do. You know, right. the Bible talks about lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and pride of life. You know, the Bible, there's so many scriptures that says, okay, you can't do A, B, C, and D. Well, I want to do this because it feels good to me. So what we need to do is we need to get rid of the Bible. We need to get rid of the, 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 the Ten Commandments. We need to sure. get rid of the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution. We need to get rid of all of these things so that we can do what we want to do. Well, let me ask you this. And we had the, we knew about this event that was go, that took place this summer. We knew about back in February. When the event took place, I believe if I could, if I counted correctly, there were two local churches that stood up and 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 had protests outside of the venue. There was one church group that came from South Carolina who went into the venue area with Bible in one hand and preaching, you know, the word of God in the other. Mm. I bet you there's 500 churches within a – you could throw a cat from where they were having this event and hit three churches. There are 500 churches in our little community here. I guarantee there's 500 churches. Where were they? Where were they? I'll say this one. What they were doing is they were protected in their tax-exempt status, and yeah. and, and, and that is – that is what that is the 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 gate that the government used to hold the church in place. And and a lot of churches wonder why their coffers are running dry. Their coffers are running dry because you're standing behind the gate. Because you refuse to do what God tells you to do. God will provide for you if you're doing what he tells you to do. So now you have government offering churches money to green their churches and to do this, to do that. But what it is is an exercise of getting the government into the church. Even and, more. And the with, well, well off, now it's, in 19, ACLU is suing now, now they're suing to say that um, that that the, that the pastor shouldn't be getting his tax exempt status. That that it, it's a special break for a religion, and it, and it violates separation of church and state because pastors are getting these um, 
are getting these tax-exempt status. So let's see if the churches will now start to speak up when the government is the one who knocks down the gate. Since they weren't strong enough to knock down the gate themselves, the government is now knocking down the gate. Let's see where the churches stand when they no longer can gain financially, earthly, from standing behind the gate and following man's law and not following God's law. And I think that that's the next section of the fight that you're going to see is is when they start having to pay tax rates. And and that tax-exempt status no longer is there, you know, will the church stand for manly, you know, manly law when you have a church that's right now refusing to stand for God's law? Let me let me ask the, the churches. The churches were bought off in 1954 when when Lyndon Lyndon uh, you know Johnson. the black savior Lyndon Johnson instituted the the, the tax exempt status the 501c3. You have churches yep. and pastors that won't stand up politically because they're afraid to pay taxes. I mean, let's keep it real. If they lose their 501c3 status, that tax exempt status, that means they have to pay taxes. So a lot of them that exactly. I speak to, they don't want to stand up because they want to be protected by the government so they don't have to pay taxes. The church has been bought off a long time ago, and no, and, and the government is in control of the church since, since way back then. And, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's showing now that the government is still going to control the church if the church don't stand up and do what the church is supposed to do. When you have people like John Hagee that stands up and, and says um, is, um, Islamo-fascist and gets sued for $15 million. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. But it things happen because the, because that's how you shut the church up, with money. Well, well you know, the, the Bible talks about the true church now. There's, there's a visible and invisible church, a body of Amen. true believers united by, by their living faith in Christ. But then you got the ones who are professors, professors who are Christians or, or but they're not <laughs> overcoming. They're false, fallen, spiritually dead, and lukewarm. So that's what you, most of them are in that category. They're false, fallen, spiritually dead, and lukewarm. So how do you deal with that? So maybe you got ten percent in that whole body that's that's overcomers. They went through something, persecuted. If you're gonna if you're going to reign with Christ, you're gonna suffer with him. Nobody wants to suffer. They're not gonna do without that ain't, that ain't God. Mm-hmm. You tell me you don't have a job, you must have done something wrong. Come on. That's what <laughs> I mean. You gotta go through to get to. Amen. So therefore, the storms of life come and makes you stronger. You grow. James talked about it. Come on. Think it's not strange to go through these fiery trials. Joe. Elevate us. It's to build our faith. But you, but these so-called professors of the faith, they live a good life, shake right, right on the road, and they would go to church, they do what they got to do, and when they come out, they live uh, ungodly lives, some of them. It's not necessarily they fornicate, drink, smoke, but you can have things in your heart, evil in your heart. You can have something against your brother. You can have something against your sister. You can speak ungodly things. You don't have to just overtly be a sinner. But it's your thought life, too, but the people forget that. Oh, nobody sees it. But God mm. sees all things. That's a big they one right there. That's what, that's what Kev, Kev, Kev yeah. said. We got too many preachers, but we needed some teachers. 
But Pudge, you let me hit on this just a second. Then I, I I hate to do it. I'm going to have to hit and run if you don't mind. No problem, Rick. Go ahead. Uh, you're probably aware I spent six years in a Muslim country mm-hmm. working with working with underground churches and, and Christians who were in situations where there were no church buildings, there were no Bibles, there were no hymn books, there was no stained glass, no carpet, no air conditioning, you know, no no children's ministry, nothing. And that's where I met the strongest Christians I've ever met in my life. This was this was a place where Christianity claiming Christ meant something. It meant something emotionally. Obviously, most of us get emotionally tied up into our salvation experience. But it also meant for them financially. It meant for them physically. It meant for them possibly to death. Because many times, if you claim, you know, I am going to renounce Islam and claim Christianity, mm. uh, you're not heard from again. That's right. So. So the church was underground, and then the church that was underground was was just monstrously huge spiritually. I come back to the States. My mom and dad live in Wilmington, North Carolina. I go to Wilmington, and I'm driving down Church Street. All right? Church Street, where there are 500 churches. I'm, I got that number stuck in my head tonight. But, <laughs> no, but we there got are churches. Know. Every 100 yards, there's a church, and it's a different denomination. I'm thinking to myself, why is that church there when this one's here? It's because somebody piss somebody off and they didn't like the way they preached or they didn't like their, their the way they took communion or they didn't like the way you know the version of the bible that they were reading so i was crying driving down the road and my wife says what's wrong with you <laughs> she says that a lot and she says what what is wrong with you i said look look at what we claim to be christianity here in america is dollars is yeah. dollars it's dollars, and I'll preach it again, and I'll preach it. I have not uh, – well, I have gone to churches. It, it has been so hard for us to get back into a church community here because I've gone to churches where churches have split because they couldn't decide where they wanted to put the new refrigerator that was donated. Half the church is fighting to put it in the choir or in the children's ministry. The other half want to put it in the kitchen. I was in a church one night when they were arguing about whether they wanted to give $200 or $500 to a church down in Mexico that did not have – a roof over the top of the church building when that church that was arguing about it had $50,000 in a building fund. And a, and a lady behind me looked at me and she says, well, I think we've loved enough. Oh, my goodness. Wow, man. This is what's wrong with the American church. It's not under persecution. And I, uh, Corey Ten Boom, I know you're probably familiar with Corey Ten Boom. Mm-hmm. I was very fortunate to hear her before she passed away. She was speaking at a church out in our, or a, a university in Arkansas. And she spoke for about 45 minutes, and then she took questions from these college students who were 19, 20 or so years old. And this one little girl stood up and said, Corey, what do you pray for? <laughs> and I can, I can remember she, you know, real pious, you know. Yeah. And, she, and, and Corey Timber, she stopped, she looked down at her Bible, she looked up at the sky like, no, I don't, I, I don't want to tell them. And I think God said, oh, yeah, you do. And she looked at this little girl, she says, I pray that persecution comes to the church in America every day. Yeah. And this little girl, you know, you just see her about wet her panties. She's like, what? She said, because until the church in America is put under persecution, you'll still have wheat and chaff. Mm-hmm. We need to be put in, we need to be, we need to be separate. Now, I don't mean you can't, you know, <laughs> you can't walk down the street because there might be a center somewhere. No, we'd be, we need to be out there arm in arm with the center, but at the same time, we need to be telling them how to get out of their sin in a kind and loving way and setting the example by not being you know, the bigoted hypocrite, the, the the Bible thumper that chases them with a 45-pound Schofield and beats them over the head with it. Mm-hmm. That You know, it, here, here's something, 
And uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Thanks for calling too, Rick. No, you're We're gonna good. Move, you're move good. right along. Thanks for what you said too. And I just want to spin off from that. Here's something that I think when when you when you're a black uh, person, right, and uh, you take a stance solely for Christ, solely. I don't mean that benefits your pastor, that benefits your church, your mom, dad. But when you take a stance that's solely for Christ. And 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 if you have anything to do with politics or the community, when you take that type of a stance, you are persecuted. Because let me tell you, I've I've lost more relationships than I've gained in the last three years for sure, <laughs> definitely for sure, just because on some of the things that I believe and that I know is right. And mm-hmm. out of that, it's also increased my relationship with God tenfold. Amen. Tenfold. On that one. You know, you have to, because you got nobody to, when you're from the black community and you got nobody else to talk to because what you believe and what you know is right, nobody else believes and it's unpopular, you better go to God. You got to go to God if you want to continue doing what you're doing and if you want to make a difference. So I find myself, man, I, let me say 23 out of 24 hours a day talking to God about something, walking around at work talking to God. Might be on the phone to somebody else. Thank you, God. Asking God this. Lead me that way. Show me this. Show me, Lord. Is this the way that I need to go? Is this the right path? Because a lot of times they have you asking yourself, and and I listen to all you guys, and and I commend everything you're saying, and I agree with you guys. We can't stop. Ain't no way we can stop. We got to keep going. Got to keep pushing. Got to keep believing what we believe. But one thing for sure, man, when you got your first cousin and your aunt and maybe your mom and your pops and your grandma, when you got all them questioning your motives, and what you believe, it makes you question yourself because these are people that you loved all your life that you've seen in the physical. And God said, if you can't love them, how can you love me? So it make you wonder, is everything that I'm doing proper? Am I doing the things that I want to do? So what, I say that to say this. If you consider yourself a black leader or if you consider yourself someone coming from, and I'm speaking solely on the black community for this moment, if you consider yourself someone, someone if you consider yourself someone relevant of, of any magnitude, if, if you got one believer, one person that believes in you and you preach to that person or you're always telling that person how to do this or showing that person a way, if you got one person that believes in you and you feel like you let that person down and your relationship is not growing with God once they question you, you are doing the wrong thing. And that's what's happening with so many entities out here that claim they're representing this, that they're representing that, they're doing this properly, and they're doing that properly, and they're really a lie. They stand for nothing but a lie. Nothing but a lie. They stand for themselves. It's greed, not need. It's deception, not reception. It's a situation where it's me, my, four, no more. And they're not praying for everybody. They're praying for themselves. And it's very selfish for a church leader to take that position that is about my church and is not about the people in my community. It's not about anybody else. That's the wrong concept. God didn't call leaders to be uh, selfish. We have to evangelize the world. And it starts at home. And it starts in your community. Our community is a disarray. We got gangs in our community we shouldn't have. Those gang members belong to our families. Yep. I go, I have a prison ministry. When I go into their, their, their prison and I see these young men, 15, 16, 17 years old, I question the leadership in the home. I talked to one guy who, who just committed murder, and I just talked to him and said, Ken, I didn't do it. 
He said, Pastor Ken, I didn't do that. He says, I was I was in the wrong company. I, I was a court advocate working with these young men and with the families and finding out what what's going on. Because you know they don't cut the budget in the in the in the, in the law uh, uh, in the um, uh, for the lawyers in in in, uh, in the courts, okay. And the reason for it is because things in in the county are tight. Even when when they start cutting budget, they cut uh, law enforcement, they yeah. all of that. So yeah. therefore, your prisons are overcrowded. They closed four prisons over here. In 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 uh, in, uh, in uh, eastern part of North Carolina, and they and uh, as of October they will be closed, and they're coming over to Pitt County. Now Pitt County cut their budget, so what we're going to have now with gangs and whatnot, we need the church to stand and take a stand for righteousness and holiness, and don't be fearful of these young men because they're part of our family. Mm-hmm. Treat them with love, treat them with respect. And know that they're they a need. And we show them that I believe love is the greatest weapon God has left us. But we have to demonstrate it. We have to be firm on the on the faith. It's that have some backbone somewhere. I, I agree with that. It's, stand, please. It is it, it, I agree with that because it's it's really all you know, we all know the church is not a building, it's the it's the congregation that makes up the church, it's the people and the church is in us. Amen. It should be. So I you know, I'm I'm really on something different today. When I start, you know, as of today, you know, I want to start telling people, the people, we need to get out. People, you need to get out. If you are in the church, you need to, don't wait for your pastor to tell you to go out there and do something. You need to start doing it if you are believing in Christ. If you really believe in what's righteous and what's good, I'm calling on all the people, all the Christians who listen to this this program, or all the Christians who, who listen to, or all the people who listen to the program, all the Christians in your family, or church family, whether it be your church family or your personal family, I'm calling on you guys to call them into action. Because if the people don't start doing something, and you sitting there waiting on that building to do something, you're going to be waiting a very long time, because that building's getting a tax break most likely. And that bill is not going to do anything against the institution. For the most part. But that's one thing I could say um, about what you said just now about losing people. God got it. He tears things away to give you something new. All right. So this is usually the part where you ask for shout outs. So this is, I want to preempt that a second because for a minute, I want to lift up my brother that's on the radio with us right now, Kev. Kev, God brought Kev into my life at a time where I needed him the most. Like, I'll give you an example. A couple weeks ago, uh, my my uncle passed, and um, I wasn't that close to him. But when I went to the funeral, um, I had all my family there, and, I mean, it hit me so hard just to see all my family there and, and to think about how how sad and how really sad and down they were. And at the moment where all of this weight was just crushing on me, I got a phone call. I couldn't answer it at the time. I couldn't even look at it. But I heard the, I heard the phone buzzing in my pocket. And as soon as I had a free minute, I walked away and I recalled. That number, it was Kev. Kev said, I don't even remember what I called you for. Wow. 
And I said, I know why you called me, because you knew I needed it. Mm-hmm. And and that's the kind, that's the way Kev is with me, is that when I'm having that moment when I'm in my own brain, and like you said, you start having those doubts, Kev calls me and tells me, all you need is affirmation. Everybody needs affirmation. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter what subject I was harping on. It doesn't matter what I was what I was dealing with at the time. He provides me with affirmation. And I believe that that truly, that is the church. You know, like you said, that there there is a building and then there's that invisible church. That is the church. That when you get that feeling to pick up the phone and call somebody you don't know why, but you do it anyway, that is the church. Thank you, Kev. Big shout out, Kevin Daniels. <laughs> he didn't say hey, that. I guess he didn't want to interrupt you there, but shout out to you too, Kev. Man. I thank you for Sunny thanking you. <laughs> Yo, you hear me? Yeah, I hear you great. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I got disconnected, man. I, You know, that's and, and that's what we, I think that, 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 you know, people get, first, let me, let me back up. Christianity, the relationship with God, is, it, it, that's exactly what it's about, relationship. That building um, is, is a place where, you know, there's a scripture that says, do not forsake the gathering of the saints. That's a place where we go, the preacher preaches to us, you know, we kind of get refreshed, we fellowship with one another, then we go out to work. When we look at the word church, you know, the real meaning of it, the Greek word, the ecclesia, the called out one, that's each individual person. Ain't got nothing to do with building. Um, you know, so when we're talking about when, when we're building up each other, when I'm talking to Sonny, when I'm talking to UP or, or Mr. Jones, and we're talking about the Lord, my main goal out of any conversation that I have, I could be talking about a carpet. I'm supposed to be able to end that conversation talking about Jesus because my whole thing is to get a person to eternal life, not heaven. I'm not, I can't preach nobody to heaven. I can't teach nobody to heaven. I'm talking about eternal life. Because the Bible talks about heaven and the earth will pass away, then there will come a new, you know, it will descend out of out of out of and come to the earth. I'm talking about eternal life. Mm-hmm. I ain't talking about heaven. I'm talking about eternal life. And and for me, edifying for building up my sister Sunny and and her doing it to me and we doing it to each other. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what that's what I'm about, man. And, you know, I'm about lifting each, lifting each other up, man. That's that's what it that's what it is, you know. I, that's what it has. That's no. what it has to be. You know, that's what it has to be with the, with the community I and the state. That it is. One, I want to say one thing. I'm proud of you, you guys, your young fellas and the young lady, uh, being warriors and taking on the mantle <clears throat> of a Joshua or a Caleb, Joshua more so, more so, because we need more. We got a lot of Moses that will lead you there that can't go into that promised land. Either we we don't have the health, we have the wisdom, we have the vision. But it takes young people to carry that torch and to organize and to create uh, an interest uh, to to go forth and, and, and fulfill what God has started. And also Martin Luther King, because he was anointed for that time. And the vision that he gave, he says, I have seen the glory of God. I've been to the mountaintop. So what, if you understand it spiritually, he's already seen home, and he knew he wasn't going to be here long. He says, longevity I would enjoy. I'm just paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But these are the things uh, uh, that 
how leadership is because you are not afraid to go to those hard places and lead. Don't send me if you don't know what you're doing. That's why you don't have too many leaders today. Black or white, we need leadership. And it says Christ is our only leader and he's invisible. We have to be the ambassadors on earth. And we have to stand strong to last long. Our faith has to be improved. We have to grow in his grace and his mercy. And don't be afraid to cry out and stand out. All of us are called to be watchmen for this hour. This is end time, ladies and gentlemen. Mordecai, Mordecai told Esther that, that she has been called for such a time as this because she was married to the king and she was a Jew. And they were coming to, to persecute. And uh, there was eventually going to come a time where they were going to persecute, where they were going to kill the Jews. And she was a queen. And they wanted her to go to the king and say, you know, and, and to take a stance for her people. But she said, wait a minute, I can't go because of the law. The law said that a person cannot go before the king unless they was called. If you Amen. went before the king without being called, they would kill you. He sure. had, to, pour, he had right. to put out his golden scepter in order to spare your life. But Mordecai right. said, well, wait a minute, forget about all that. They're going to kill you regardless. But you've been called to such a time as this. And that's what we're doing. You know, we going out here, doing what we got to do. It's unpopular. We're getting persecuted. You know, people getting at us. But we have been called for such a time as this. I'm going to do what I'm going to do for as long as I could do it. But I'm trying to leave a legacy. I'm trying to move forward, move the ball close to the goal line for the next person that's coming behind me. I don't know who it is, but it's about creating a legacy. Martin was a Martin built upon a legacy that Frederick Douglass left behind. We got to build upon the legacy that Martin left behind and keep it moving because there's going to be some people that's, that's, that's in elementary school right now. Some of them might even be in the womb. That's coming out, and they're going to build upon what we left, and that's important. You know, I'm I'm working so hard, not thinking about myself. I got a nine-year-old son. That's what I'm thinking about. You know, when people talk about the, the gay marriage issue and and crime and all of that other stuff, my son has to sit in the classroom with people that live that type of lifestyle. I don't want my son around that. I don't want my son around certain things. I don't want my son exposed to certain things unless I expose him to it. So it's about creating a legacy. It's about defending, protecting my son and, the, and, and, and his friends. Because when I go up in the school system or when I'm out in the community working, I'm in the back of my mind, I'm like, my son has to walk these same streets. Yeah. And I need to make sure that my son is walking these streets and he ain't got to be ducking and dodging no bullets. He ain't got to worry about having on the wrong color or walking on the right side of the street. I don't want my son to have to go to school. And worrying about getting suspended like that kid just got suspended because he said that my faith doesn't let me believe that homosexuality is right. And they suspended him from school. I don't want my son to have to go through none of that. I want my son to be able to go to school and and, and, and learn. That's it. And come on home. You know, and, and, and all that other stuff, that's my job to deal with that. I've been called for some time as this and, and so is everyone on this on this on this phone. You know, we warriors, we soldiers. You know, the, the Bible talks about the army of the Lord. You know, we soldiers. This is a battle we're out here fighting. You know, it, it, the Bible has so many, many references to warfare. 
you know, where it talks about the weapons of our warfare, not carnal, but mighty mm-hmm. through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. He's talking about a, a, a battle. This is a fight. Spiritual fight, man. Throw out. Yeah, spiritual battle. And, and, and you know, the, 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 the church, you said something before about the church going. When we look at the, the, um, uh, the, the church likes to talk a lot about the Great Commission um, in the book of Matthew. Um, they talk about the Great Commission, going to make disciples. You know, everybody wants to be teachers. Everybody wants the glorious part. But they leave out the first word in that passage of Scripture, the word go. <laughs> you can't make a disciple if you don't go nowhere. You know, you want to sit on the pew. You want to keep a pew warm. You keep a pew warm, go outside. Go get that. Go get that. You know, and it's, and it's you know, um, there's people, there's mighty men and women of God that I saw that got pulled off the street corner. Those are the ones that we got to get. Let God clean them up and then send them back out to work because they'll they'll be able to pull the people that we can't pull. That's right. See, there's people that you can pull that I can't pull. <clears throat> Star, there's people that you can pull that I can't pull. But it's my job, it's my job to go. God told me to go. I got to go. And if it then have been another scripture, Acts 1 and 8. You know, it talks about once my spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other part, other, uttermost parts other of the world. Of the he ain't, world. He's gonna be my witness. He ain't gonna say you be, you're gonna be my witness in the pew. No, he said go <laughs> Jerusalem, Samaria, Judea, the uttermost parts of the world. And Preach. that's the that's the thing that I see that troubles me the most with Christians is that. Um, there was, um, who was it? It was the um, Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama said he came to the Western world. <laughs> In search of Because he wanted to, he wanted to, yeah, he wanted to search out Christianity. He wanted to become a Christian. But he came over, he said, <laughs> I ain't seen nobody that, that he said, I, he said, I saw, he said, I saw Christians, but I, I did not see a follower of Christ. Mm. Glory. <laughs> so Mao said the same thing. Mal came over here looking for a Christian, but he he didn't see a Christian, so he went back to he went to communism. The complete opposite. Karl Marx said that that his purpose for for creating communism was to dethrone God and to destroy capitalism. I don't know. I don't know where to where to, I don't know. Well, Maybe you know, I need to be a, a pew woman. <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't know about all that, brother. I think. I think you know for what you're doing. I, I think it's. It's. Man, I. I really can't put it into words, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, we got 15 minutes in the show, and I just want to ask. I want to make sure you guys have time because I want to ask each of you this one question, and um, it might take a minute. We don't mind the silence, but I just. I. You probably hadn't thought about it right out, but what would you like to see? Where would you like to see? Um. America, let's just say. Where would you like to see America at, at in the next 24 months? Not a lot longer away. And I just say the next 24 months. What would you like to see America either working towards or where would you like to see us at, whether that's in the church, the community, or whatever? Can I be honest with yeah, you? Um, if, I, if, I could, if I could jump in real quick. Um, I'm, I'm having mixed feelings about some things because – Part of me does not like the way that our country is going, the things that's happening, you know, as far as uh, moral issues or whether it's crime issues or, or things with the church. But then again, there's a part of me that's rejoicing on the inside. 
And the part of me that's rejoicing on the inside is because I'm seeing the word of God come to life. I'm seeing it come to pass. You could read the scriptures and see exactly what's happening now is what God said was going to happen. So part of me, so I'm I'm conflicted in that in that area, but you know, I know that, you know, my my role is to go out and 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 try to introduce people to God and try to save that individual person. And in saving that and 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 in Introducing that person to the Lord so the Lord can save them. I can't save nobody. I don't have that ability. But, you know, getting that person to work to help improve conditions in the community. So in the next 24 months, I look to see, um, I'm going to be honest, man, I see conditions getting worse uh, because there has to come a purging. Um, and when a purge comes, you know, there's some things that have to be broken off. You know, when, when, uh, when, you, when, you, when, when you have a plant and you purge a plant, you have to cut off those dead things so that some new things mm-hmm. can grow out of it. Mm-hmm. And I see that happening now with, with, with us as the, as the church, as the body of Christ. There's some purging that's taking place. Uh, there's uh, 250 pastors in North Carolina that support gay marriage. Some of them are getting purged, you know, and, but, the, but that's the Lord. He's doing that. But, you know, in the next 24 months, man, I see that conditions are getting worse in, 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 in places. But, you know, I, I do – you know, see some 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 bright spots. I think politically is going to get is going to get worse um, as far as the the tone of it, um, because that's what that's what liberals do. You know, they I mean that's what they do. Right? You know, they 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 attack, they call names, they they accuse. You know, but you know it's a spiritual battle. You know, um, uh, the Bible calls Satan the accuser of the brethren. Um, so. I, in the next 24 months, what I would like, what I would like to see, I would like to see conditions get better. But in reality, according to the Word of God, conditions are going to get worse. Mm. What about you, Mr. Jones? Mr. Jones, I'm sorry. I I, I concur with uh, with Kevin, but this is me. Since I'm an optimist, <laughs> I would love to see the body of Christ come together as one. That's number one. I would love to see that happen. I would love to see families support one another in the area of education and in our communities come together as one economically, well, besides the the spiritually, but economically as well, and Mm -hmm. start working within. I'd like to see more entrepreneurship among our people. Sure. Um, I would love to see, I would love to see, uh, um, uh, the political system where we can uh, bring men of honor, of integrity, into uh, the area of uh, uh, running for office, those who have a moral agenda. I would love to see that kind of America. But the, but the Bible tells me, she says, and this is what God has given me. Isaiah 61 says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me preach good tidings unto the meek, sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for action, to all of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And that, to me, sir, 
is what the church should be doing. Mm-hmm. That is perfect for the church. Now, wow. building, God, God uh, Jesus asked, told to Peter, he says, on this rock, after he asked him, he said, who do you men say that I am? He says, you know, that he told him that you are the are God, you, 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 you're the Lord, and uh, son of the, of the living God. And he said, well, flesh and blood can reveal that to you, but my father who is in heaven, he says, and Peter, on this rock, I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. How is it that gates of hell is knocking on the door of the church? We're supposed to be chasing devils, not devils chasing us. <laughs> no, that's right. Wrong. Okay? <laughs> and so, therefore, we're supposed to be the greater, because Jesus left. He said, greater works will you do, because I go to my Father, who is in heaven. So, therefore, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach, minister the gospel, not build buildings. God said, I will add to the church. But the, the anointing of the word of God that draws men, because truly when the gospel is preached, you'll see lives changed to line up with the word of God and never to return. Some people will leave and never come back. Why? Because they can't stand the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right? So therefore, this is what I would love to see America come back to its roots. The, the Old and New Testament biblical uh, foundations that America was on before all of this garbage come up, because that's what I call it, garbage. I call it garbage, too. I, I agree with you. I agree wholeheartedly with you. Well, Mr. Jones, I'm about, to, I'm about to close the show. I'm so honored to have you on the show. I will reach out to you again, and, and I hope you will you'll be open to spending more time with us and uh, talk about more topics that are open to a lot of people, uh, a lot of listeners out there. Um, we got we got quite a following in the show. It happened really fast. We're, we're up to about 174, 75,000 people, listeners, at, um, you know, in three stations that we broadcast the show from. So, And shout-out to the people who, you know, in L.A. were with us in the first hour. I guess they'll hear the remainder of the show on Wednesday at 8 p.m. But, um, you know, I, I thank God I got the, for you, and thanks for inviting me, and thank you, Kevin, for inviting me. Thanks. Sonny, that nice meeting you. And God bless all of you. God bless you too, and we'll be speaking to you again. Thank you. WMMG, home of the KRP Radio Show. Really about to close the show, but before I go, I just wanted to uh, give a couple shout outs, you know, to some folks out there who uh, who hit us up and make sure, make you know, say make sure we give them a shout out, <laughs> you know. Um, so, real quick, I want to give a shout out to Keisha Thompson Tabor, who always come through, always. Show us a lot of a lot of love. Shout out to my man Rashad and Contessa Woods. Um, man, thank God your, your little one is good. So you saw you guys are going through a little bit of tribulation early this week. Thanks for always listening, and thanks to Rashad for teaming up with me um, for the movement. I love being called. I love being a black father, which is something that we do together, folks. If you're on Facebook, make sure you check it out and uh, leave some encouraging words on there. It, it's just a, a basic Facebook page. We're not asking for any money. We're not, we're not asking for anything. We just want you guys to leave an encouraging word on there, not a conflicting statement. Um, you know, this is more of a movement to define what a true black father is and to properly put the black father properly back in place in the family, in the black community. So, um, you know, shout out to Rashad for that. Also got to give a shout out to Velvet Shelton, my man Kevin Watkins, um, D. Nueve, who was also a presidential candidate as well. So you guys check her out. Um, D N E V E U. Look her up on Facebook and check that out. 
Um, also got to give a B.I.G. shout out to the students against white. Uh, what is it, the white landfill project in Greensboro, North Carolina? Some things going on with that. Um, let me find the exact name for you because I, I really don't want to mess this up. I try to get as close as possible to the shout outs that, that people leave for me. But um, shout out to the students against the white street landfill that's going on in Greensboro, North Carolina, where they're going to reopen um, where there's talks about reopening or plans on reopening a landfill right in the middle of um, our community, you know, and, and I think it's a predominantly urban community, if I'm not mistaken. So shout out to you all. Um, I definitely want to show love to a lot of people who just stand for righteousness, who stand for right in general. There, in today, folks, there's a lot of opinions out there um, for whatever rhyme or reason that you know that everybody's political now. Um, it seems that. Practically, it was President, you know, President Obama who brought this thing in in the lives of a lot of different communities because we hear more people talking about politics who never talked about it before. So, you know, I, I want to, I just want to say to all the people who choose to get in that and you choose to share a word with somebody, you know, to research as much as, po as much as possible. Make sure you read as much as possible. Please know the topics that you're talking about and understand that, you know, when when Folks such as myself, Kevin, Sonny, uh, Mr. Jones, D, um, you know, for God's sake, she's a woman running for president. I mean, that to me, that's just amazing. And doing it independently, not even doing it on the national scene, but doing it independent, independently and taking it national, which is uh, an amazing feat, if you ask me. Um, so, you know, my heart, my love and, and, and everything goes out to her for doing that. But But more so to everyone on an individual basis, please understand that. The stance that we take, or, or, or let me speak for myself, the stance that I take is clearly a walk for God. And I don't bend for that. I love everybody, but the word of God that I believe to be right is not challenged by the way you should feel. And, and I just won't do that. I can't give up what I know to be right to make room for your feelings, because even my feelings get hurt standing on the word of God on a daily basis. And that's just what I have to believe. That's what I know to be true. And really, that's not debatable. So far as the gay issues, like I said before, I don't know if someone was born a certain way. You have to take that up with God. I don't know how you were born. I know I know the Bible speaks of, of many different things and many different spirits. So I don't know what spirit you have in you. I don't know what has happened to you in your birth or through you growing up. I won't even speak on that. But what I do know is I don't condone anyone's, whether it's murder, stealing, crying, cursing, fussing, fighting, or whatever you want to call it. I don't condone anyone's actions. So I don't understand why folks make you want to want to accept their actions of homosexuality as if their actions are right, knowing that their actions are wrong. Here's something that I, also, that I talked about just this past weekend to some folks. The law asks us to make moral decisions on a daily basis, even wearing a seatbelt. They ask us to make the moral decision to wear a seatbelt or face a penalty. And when it comes to agenda, they take the government takes these moral decisions that they ask us, and then they ask us to, to for right or wrong, um, depending on your belief system, to follow what they institute, what they implement. And I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to always speak out against it. Now, whether it fits your lifestyle, that's fine or not. And it's wrong. I'm going to speak out against it, folks. I'm sorry. 
you just got to take it for what it's worth. But anyway, I, you know, I get speechless when I'm on that topic because I try to tread water lightly because I know I'll be talking about this for another 10 minutes, and I'm already in bonus time. So anyway, man, shout out to everybody out there who listened to the show. My time is up. Thanks for coming through, krpradioshow.com. You can listen to the show on repeat. We'll be in Washington Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll also be back in L.A. in, um, I think that's Pacific time, 8 p.m. Pacific time, which will be 11 o'clock on the East Coast. Um, WMMG 500 through 1600 AM radio. We always rocking with you guys. I appreciate everybody for coming through, listening to the show, always showing us some love. Don't forget the website. Hit us up on Twitter, at symbol NC Pudgy. That's me, at symbol NC Pudgy at symbol KRP Radio shows the show. You can hit us up on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KRP Radio. Make sure you leave a comment. If you got a comment about the show, fine, leave your comment there. I'll try my best to get to it. I appreciate um, Rick, Rick Johnson for coming through. Also, check his show out. It's, um, man, I can't even remember the name of the show right now. So I'm on autopilot right now. Rick, I apologize to you, but. I can't even remember the name of the show, but make sure you guys check his show out. Also, come back here every Wednesday night, same time, same place, 8 p.m., 619-638-8559 is the number. If you don't have email, you can catch the show by your phone, via phone. So spread love. Remember, God is first. God is love. Love is God. I appreciate everybody coming through, and we will catch you guys again next Wednesday night. I'm sorry, next Sunday night at 8 p.m. Thanks for coming through. Shout out to Sonny. Mr. Jones, Mr. Ken Jones, and shout out to my man Kevin Daniels who came through showing us love, and I'm out of here, folks. I'll catch you guys next week.